You're listening to a podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions, where we study the past to understand our feelings in the present. I'm Thomas Dixon, and as part of our research project into emotional health, I've been trying to get to the bottom of anger by exploring the histories of rage, wrath and revenge. My hope is that history can help us all be a bit less angry, reminding us of reasons to resist these dangerous passions. As part of the project, we've commissioned playwright Craig Baxter to write two new dramas. They bring to life the thoughts and feelings of two of the most important thinkers about angry emotions, the ancient Roman philosopher Seneca and the Victorian evolutionist Charles Darwin. They're called Seneca Annoyed and Darwin Vexed, and we hope you'll enjoy them. Perhaps they'll even inspire you to think again about your own rage and anger. Charles Darwin is mainly remembered today for his book On the Origin of Species, but he also produced one of the most original and important books about the emotions, which was also one of the first to be illustrated by photographs. In Darwin Vexed, the action starts in March 1871. Darwin is at home in Kent, thinking about the emotions in humans and other animals, including his dog. It has, I think, now been shown that man and higher animals have some few instincts in common. Where is it then, Polly? Where is it? (laughs) All have the same senses, intuitions and sensations, similar passions, affections and emotions, even the more complex ones. (laughs) You can be jealous, suspicious, grateful on occasion, don't you, my girl? Is that stick for me? Is that stick for me, eh? Oh, how magnanimous, is it? Is it for me? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? No, it isn't. Most amusing, Polly, I fell for it again. They practice deceit and are revengeful, and even have a sense of humour. Papa? Henrietta, my darling, how we've missed you. (laughs) Polly, dearest, have you missed me too? Oh, (laughs) Thank you for walking her for me. Oh, I think rather she walks me. How was it in Bournemouth? I found myself obliged to go to church rather a lot. Ah, well. Which was far less tiresome than it sounds. Mama says you're to go to London tomorrow. Yes, to consult with an ingenious Swede about some photographs. Well, it's a good thing I came home then, to keep Mama company. Mm, you must never leave us again, Etty. Uh, I did say I'd go back to Bournemouth soon to see everyone. <laughs> I need your help to complete my expression book, though, Etty. You were so invaluable to me on the descent. To feel that I can help you is very sweet to me, Papa. Might I join you for a circuit? Splendid. Shall I take your arm? (laughs) Mama says you have had all of your old notebooks out, of us, when we were infants. Yes, I was pleased to find quite extensive notes I'd made on your early development, chiefly the expression of your emotions. Fury, mostly, on my part, I should imagine. Oh, Molly, I wondered where you'd got to. William was the angriest child and greatly adept at throwing books and sticks at anyone who offended him. (laughs) Well, I shall throw this one now. Go fetch it, Polly. My apologies for the caterwauling. Mr. Sullivan in the apartment below fancies himself a composer. I'm rather enjoying it. You have no aesthetic sense. Well, shh. This is the delicate part. Uh, Is that collodion you're pouring onto the plate? Sit still, please. My 
throw up dust. It will stick to the emulsion and become an unwelcome part of the photograph. Um, I didn't come to you with the intention of having my own photograph taken. Nonsense. Theorize or must theorize. Ah, you simply pour the excess back into the bottle. And a photographer must photograph. Hmm, you need a steady hand. And then I slip the plate into its little bath of silver nitrate. Mr. Rylander, I came here really to ask you about your photograph of the infant screaming. Ah, I have a print here somewhere. I'm far more interested in that than I am in yet another photograph of myself. I fear there may be rather too many of those in the world already. Here is a print. Yes, yes. Now, Mrs. Gaskell, in one of her novels, I forget which, describes a baby crying whilst being fed and making its, its mouth like a square and letting the porridge run out at each of the four corners. And here, indeed, you have the closed eyes, the wrinkled skin around them, the forehead contracted in a frown, the mouth wide open with the lips retracted and assuming Mrs. Gaskell's square. Keep it as a gift. That is most generous. And you say you are writing a book about the emotions? Uh, their expression, yes, in man and animal. But an animal does not feel emotion in the same way as does a man. You know, the more I consider it, the more convinced I become that they express themselves in remarkably similar ways. If, if I were to enrage your tabby cat sleeping peacefully there by poking it with my stick... Well, I recommend you do not do that. She would most likely respond to being poked with a stick much as a sleeping man would. <laughs> I did warn you. A uh, small scratch. Uh, yes, our emotions are, I believe, closely connected with their expression and the ways the man, the ape, the cat express their emotions, the contractions of the facial muscles, the erection of the hair, the whiskers, the snarling lips, are rendered intelligible if we believe in their descent from a common progenitor. And do you wish to use Rylander's photograph of an infant expressing his emotion to illustrate your book? Along with any other suitable photographs you may have, if you're willing. Rylander will make photographs of emotions for you. Children, people, animals. He is good with animals. Children, in my experience, readily express their instinctive emotional reactions. Good with children also. As you see, I had this one screaming for a long, long time. A long time being necessary owing to the length of time the photographic plate must be exposed. An emotion or an expression of an emotion is a fleeting thing. Skill and cunning is required to capture it. I have worn out my shoes scouring the photographic studios of London but have found surprisingly little that is of use to me. Most photographers would drain the emotion from a subject, not Rylander. He is more resourceful. You tell him the emotions you wish to have illustrated, he will give you photographs. Guarantee. But for now, we will take a photograph of Mr. Darwin, the distinguished naturalist. Please, prepare yourself. Shift your angle a little more towards the door. I wish to get the full effect of your beard. 
and push your hair back from your ear. Mm, you have a decent ear. Mm. <laughs> there really is no need for flattery. Oh, the subject should feel confident about their being. Flattery helps, or humour. <laughs> Don't set me off laughing. I will be impossible to stop once I've started. Then we will be deadly serious. Uh -huh. Now, you must not think we are shut up in this little room by ourselves, but that you are having your portrait made before a crowd so vast. You are on the stage of a theatre with 10,000 peoples all looking at you. Now, there, compose your features for the portrait, and when I say now, you will remain motionless for 12 seconds. Oh, 12 seconds? But all those seconds, feel the people watching you, their faces burning. Two, one, now. Eleven. Enjoy the terrible music. Nine. Mr. Sullivan is composing this travesty for you. Six. For you alone, proud, emotional monkey man descended from the mightiest of the apes. Two, one, there. Let me see it then, your portrait photograph. Of all the things in the world, I hate most the bother of sitting for a photograph. I know. And do you think all portraits and photographs make you look silly? Because hmm. I am disappointed how little expression I appear to have. I like those other photographs are more animated. I think you look most reverent with your beard. Hmm. Your mamma informs me that you will be off again shortly to be in the company of the reverends. The people I am most fond of, besides you, of course, Papa, all do seem keen on matters spiritual... But church services and discussions of Bible verses are the price I happily pay for their company. Well, don't be away for too long. Now I have discovered the marvellous Rylander, I'm determined to finish the book as swiftly as is possible, and I need you here to keep my sentences and reasoning in check. Oh, this may be my favourite of all your portraits. Yes, Rylander does seem to know what he's about. Oh, but more importantly, Etty, I have news to impart with regard to your dog. With regard to Polly? Yes, I have this very morning succeeded in my efforts to train her to catch biscuits from the end of her nose. Oh. Watch. <laughs> Wait, Polly. Wait. <laughs> well done, Polly. Oh, bravo. So, you've been discussing the expression of my emotions with Mr Darwin. I did not name you. I merely said I knew a lady. A lady? Not an accurate description, Mitchart. You didn't say I was your wife. I said I knew a lady who sometimes unintentionally displays the canine on one side and can do so voluntarily and with unusual distinctness. And now he wants a photograph. For his book. I still do not understand why you imagine for a moment Mr Darwin would want a photograph of me in his book. He says the exposing of the canine tooth on one side of the face, as often I have seen you perform, is like the action of a snarling dog. You wish me to be a snarling dog for your camera? I wish you to be yourself, Mitrat. Your beautiful, sneering self. Yes, you are doing it already. And the canine is the... Uh, pointed one. Yes. Your chemical-covered fingers away from my mouth. This one? Yeah. Now, say, I scorn the imputation. Oh, 
I scorn the imputation. Upturn your face and half avert it from me as though I were the person causing you offence. Uh, as though? Magnificent. Let me capture it. Two, one, now. Will you say something, Papa? Are you not pleased for me? Well... You don't seem pleased. If anything, you seem angry. I'm not. I don't believe I've once seen you angry at anything until now. I'm not angry. Your eyes are bright, and your mouth seems... What? Compressed. It vexes me. Vexes you? It, it vexes me that I don't know this man. I've never heard mention of this man... Richard. Until, until this moment, when you tell me he's to take you from us. I've spoken to you of Richard. Oh, I don't believe you have. Many times. What can I say? He's a delightful man. Choir master. And barrister and teacher. And poor. He has to work for a living, yes. Is that such a terrible thing? No, no. I feel my life and his are trembling now in the balance. Oh, don't tremble, Etty. I feel a wretch to even think of leaving you. I'm being selfish. Mama will still be here to help with the book. I can talk freely with your mother on clarity, semicolons and commas, but... The arguments on natural selection in man, she is not as comfortable as you with. Oh, Papa. You feel ready, truly, to love, honour and obey this... Um, Richard. Richard. Yes? I think about him day and night. And he loves you? He says he thinks I should be a nice sort of person to marry. <laughs> yes, quite right, Polly, I quite agree. Will you look after Polly for me when I depart? I know she's more remarkable for the beauty of her character than her form. She will be of great comfort to us, won't you, girl? And of great help to me with my book. Papa, I'm so sorry to have vexed you. It is an awful and astounding fact that you are to be married. I feel so many extremes of conflicting emotions. I see them all on your face. And you see tears on mine, dear Etty. Never trim your moustaches for me. These photographs must be of immaculate quality. They are to be acceptable to Darwin and his publishers. He certainly wants you as photographer and model. I can find no one else with the necessary range of emotion. You said you'd walk with me and the children to Piccadilly. Meet heart. I will pay you some attention just as soon as I have this photograph of extreme indignation. But the light is fading and I must work. Now, quickly, would you dishevel my hair? I need it to look indignant. Dishevel your own hair. I'm going to walk the children. I need you to operate the camera. Meet heart. model has his hands covered in chemical stains, then so be it. Or if he will clench his fists in indignation, yeah, he will attach a string to the lens cap and yank it off himself. Most indignantly! Now, where is my Shakespeare? In peace. In peace, in peace. Ah, in peace. 
as nothing so becomes a man as modest stillness and humility. But when the blast of war blows in our ears, then imitate the action of the tiger. Stiffen the sinews, summon up the blood disguise. Fair nature with hard favoured rage. Then lend the eye a terrible aspect. Let it pride from the portage of the head. Like the brass cannon. Nor let the brow overwhelm it as fearfully as doth the board of rock. Or hang and jutty his confounded face. Swilled with the wild and wasteful ocean. Now set the teeth, stretch the nostril wide, hold hard the breath, and bend up every spirit to his full height. Not too far ahead, Polly. It's easy to get lost in London with all the odours and people. Here we are, Mr. Rylander's house. Do you remember? Of course you do. Remember the cat? Can you smell the cat? Can you smell her? I wonder if she's at home. Ah, Polly, welcome. Are you here to have your photograph taken again? Ah, and you have brought Mr. Darwin too. Come in, come in. Yes, Mr. Rylander. We have brought you a published copy of the expression of the emotions in man and animals, containing, I believe, at the final count, 19 of your splendid photographs. Come up, come up. Because my publisher was against the whole idea of photographs, since they added so much to the cost, but I prevailed. Plates caused us no small amount of trouble, and, and there were many problems with the proofs, which, fortunately, with the indulgence of my new son-in-law, my daughter Henrietta put right. You are uncharacteristically silent, Rylander, I must say. The layout is disappointing. Mm. Uh, but here are your suffering and weeping infants. Have these been cropped by an insane woman with a machete? I included one photograph of an insane woman. Uh, there, an idiot in the care of Dr Crichton Brown at the West Riding Lunatic Asylum. But most of the photographs are of the same bald and bewhiskered Swedish man. A balding pate like yours, and indeed my own, affords a superior view of the actions of the occipitofrontalis muscles, here expressing a surprise and astonishment. The book looks as though it has been put together by persons with limited aesthetic sense. Here, indignation and helplessness. As no one commented on the chemical stains on the hands of the model. Contempt, scorn and disdain variously expressed. Oh, I didn't know we had guests. Oh, hello, little dog. And good day, Mr Darwin, is it? Good day, um... Have we? If I seem familiar, it's because I'm here in the book in my husband's lap. Oh. Play four, figure one. Of course, yeah. I'm so pleased to make your acquaintance, Mrs. Oh, please do call me plate four. Plate or four. sneering woman, if you prefer. <laughs> and this lovely creature, if I'm not mistaken, is a small dog watching a cat on a table. I do apologise. Polly does love to lick at hands. I don't mind. Polly, you lick away. I'm charmed to meet another illustration in your master's book. I sincerely hope, Mr. Rylander, you will be satisfied with the fruits of our labours. Well, my husband is rarely satisfied with any person's work other than his own. I am certain that the text is excellent. 
Well, I am uh, grateful to you, both of you, for your remarkable contributions. Uh, but now Polly and I must be on our way, lunch at the Athenaeum with my publisher to discuss the reviews. Come, Polly. A brilliant honour to meet you, Mr. Darwin. Oh, thank you again, Mrs. Rylander. Uh, Mr. Rylander, we'll see ourselves out. Mm. Look at this book, my finely wrought creations thrown onto the page as if by imbeciles. He's paid you well, has he not? That is beside the point. Oh! What? Just... Oh! Oh, yourself! Ah! Darwin Vexed by Craig Baxter. Oscar Rylander was played by Jeffrey Stretfield. Mary Rylander by Karina Fernandez. And Charles Darwin by Michael Burtonshaw. Jasmine Hyde was Henrietta Darwin. And Adam Cotts was Arthur Sullivan. Sound design was by Lucinda Mason Brown. And it was directed and produced by Natalie Steed. If you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts or find out more about our work, search for Queen Mary History of Emotions. You'll find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and online. That was a podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions. We hope it made you feel better.